Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumb Cast. In this, the high noon of season five, I'm identifying the dumbest thing on every goddamn page of MT2, the Weird Weird West, the second in a trio of time travel adventures for TSR's Marvel Superheroes RPG. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. The Weird Weird West was written by Ray Winninger and published in 1989 by TSR. Today we are not discussing page 7 of The Weird Weird West. We're still in the non-player characters section, getting write-ups for various characters who appear in this adventure, some of whom may come as a surprise to you, including all of the ones on this page. I don't want to spoil anything. We're going to have plenty of occasion to talk about these characters later. So for today, since everything here is a spoiler, we are going to do as we did a couple of pages back with Hawkeye and spend today talking about one of the West Coast Avengers portrayed in the art for this book, one of the default player character options, who has not gotten a full write-up in these modules. And today, moving on through the alphabet from H to T, we find ourselves at Tigra. Tigra appears in the Advanced Judges book, and she's got a bunch of stats which we're going to get into, but you would probably guess from her name that she's a Tiger Woman, and basically everything about her mechanically and personally is what you would expect from a Tiger Woman. That's not in any way to diminish her role in this superhero adventure. There are certain things that you don't think of as being on a superhero level when you're sort of blinded by comic book power scales, but then when you really look at it even-handedly, you realize, oh yeah, Batman is fucked if he runs up against this. Like hand grenades, for example. Regular people who go into military service can get hand grenades, and so with your comic book brain, you think, well, something that a regular person would use, how could it avail them anything against the Dark Knight, the caped crusader, Batman? But, you know, if you crunch the numbers... You'd be surprised to find that if you, for example, throw a hand grenade into the Batmobile, just as Batman is rolling the windows up, uh, he will die. And the same is true for tigers. You think of the great hand-to-hand combatants in the Marvel Universe who have more or less baseline human bodies, like Daredevil, Captain America, Batroc the Leaper, of course, canonically, with fighting skills on par with Captain America, and no one can take that from him. No matter how ridiculous his mustache becomes, no one can take away from him that Batroc the Leaper is, at least on paper, capable of kicking the shit out of Captain America, uh, you put any one of them in a confined area with a tiger, and they're going to have a real problem. Tigra's got tiger stats, and that's enough. She's got a fighting score of excellent, agility of incredible, and strength of incredible, endurance of remarkable, a reason of only typical, high by tiger standards, and as a trained biologist, she might be expected to have a higher reason score, But I think typical here is serving as kind of a midpoint between the theoretical top limit of her intelligence and the continuous suppressing force of her overwhelming horniness. We've got intuition at remarkable and psyche at excellent. Uh, Tigra has enhanced senses at monstrous, uh, which gives her tracking ability at one column shift down from that. So she has amazing ability to track people with her senses. I'm not going to spoil anything now and we can't get fully into it, but just bear in mind moving forward through this adventure that one of the default player character options has a strong ability to, for example, identify people by scent, track people when they're moving overland, see people coming at a great distance, and so on. She has these various abilities at amazing to monstrous power rank, which means to fuck her over in this regard, this adventure is going to need box text of at least unearthly strength, uh, which it sure does have. Tigra has incredible night vision, good strength claws, so even though she herself has an incredible strength, and so if she just punches somebody... She can do incredible blunt damage. She can mark that all the way down to good and do edged damage with her claws. So fewer health points, but she has the possibility to, you know, injure or kill people. Once again, this is very true to the real life capabilities of tigers. Tigers are very strong, 
and they've only got teeny little claws. But if you have a choice between being clawed by a tiger and engaging in fisticuffs with a tiger, you really want the latter. Thus the old saying, if by tiger you're punched, better by lunch. If by tiger you're clawed, you'll sleep neath the sod. It's as true today as it was centuries ago when no one ever said it. Tigra has empathy. Uh, she can detect other people's emotions. Uh, she has that at excellent level. And she gets plus two column shifts to use empathy with cats. And it says cat-like creatures. And she's got lightning speed. Uh, she can move three areas per round and she can run without getting tired as though she had monstrous endurance. Then finally, she's got what the book calls alter ego, but what for my money is not the alter ego superpower. As patrons will know, I made a superhero with the alter ego superpower, which is not really a superpower, but sort of a consolation spin on the wheel of attributes. You get to have a second, normally worse set of stats for your hero's human form. But what it says here is, quote, Tigra may transform herself back into her human form by means of a cat amulet she wears on her top. This amulet mystically changes her physical form. She retains her stats and abilities. This mystic disguise has a remarkable rank. So Alter Ego doesn't have a rank, and it's not just a disguise. It's like Hulk versus Bruce Banner, or Captain Marvel versus Billy Batson. This isn't that. This is just a magical amulet that Tigra can use to make herself temporarily not a cat girl. And it's even referred to here as a disguise. So I don't know, like, does she still have a tail when she's transformed? Is it just hidden, or is it actually gone? I don't know, but in any case, same stats. This is not really the Alter Ego power. All it does is make you look boring. Why look boring? Also, notably... It's a little bit weird for a tiger woman to just walk around in a bikini all the time, but it's actually weirder for a like, regular non-stripey woman to just walk around in a bikini all the time for no reason. I feel like Tigra fields a lot of cat questions in the course of her day, but probably not a ton of bikini questions. And if she activates this amulet, I think if anything, she's going to catch a lot more shit walking down the street. You know, being a tiger and wearing a bikini are both eye-catching aesthetic choices, but people have a lot of preconceptions about bikinis. Nobody's going to assume you're being a tiger for attention, I guess is my point. Uh, Tigra, whose real name is Greer Nelson, by the way, is trained in biology, it says here. She has the biology talent. And under contacts and background, we get a little brief description of how Tigra came to be Tigra. Quote, she was given her present powers by the cat people, and that's um, capitalized, to distinguish it from just generic cat people. Like as though the total readership of Cat Fancy magazine collectively gave her powers, like spirit bomb style. That's not what happened. These are the capital C, capital P, cat people. They are, quote, an extra-dimensional race who see her as their warrior and agent on this plane. Um, I don't know what the cat people want, but whatever it is, predictably, they sent a cat girl to get it. Quote, Greer Nelson first operated as the hero Cat, using a powered suit, when she was grievously injured and saved by the cat people, who bonded her spirit to that of one of their legendary heroes. This cat-human hybrid now experiences an increasing amount of cat-like behavior in her actions. Now, I'm going to look up some stuff about these cat people live on mic here. I'm a little bit curious. I've just looked up the cat people on the Marvel database, and it says cat people, demons. Oh my. This must have been a later revelation. I think this is the sort of thing you would mention, if it had been established at the time. Here I quote from marvel.fandom.com. Quote, the cat people originated roughly a thousand years ago in Florence, Italy, by a human sorcerer named Ebrock, magically transforming two house cats. <laughs> this is much less grand than I assumed. I was expecting like a whole extra dimensional cat civilization and like maybe they all rode around the universe in like the cat bus from my neighbor Totoro. But no, this seems much more uh, much more personal, like local cats make good. Quote, Ebrock instructed these first two cat people, Flavius and Helene, in the mystic arts, of course, being helped by caretakers of Arcturus in the cat people's creation. 
I'm not going to follow the link to Caretakers of Arcturus. One layer deep is plenty deep on the Marvel Wiki. Let's see. Ebrock's fellow sorcerers in the Sorcerer's Guild opposed his work with the Cat People. Ah, intrigue. They must be capital D dog people. Uh, Belasco banished the Cat People to another dimension, which the Cat People called, quote, the land within, which turns out to be, uh, quote, an other dimension realm part of the interconnected pocket dimensions known collectively as Hades or Hell. So they're kind of in hell. I mean, like they have a hell zip code. If they want to go into hell for live music on the weekend, they can, but maybe their daily lives are not so affected by a lot of the social strife that you get in, like, downtown hell. You know what I mean? Uh, it says here, according to the terms of their banishment, they have to answer the summons of any earthborn sorcerer who calls them. Uh, gradually, the cat people became demons, because if you live in hell long enough, you become a demon. Not a metaphor there, just like literal hell trivia. And then there's a whole lot of stuff here about Flavius and Helene, the two original cat people, and how they like they secretly stayed with Ebrock. But then there was this other sorcerer, Oran. Okay, okay, okay. Skip to, skip to the horny cat girl, please. What it looks like is Flavius and Helene were banned from using a spell to transform cats into cat people. So they instead decided to transform human beings into cat people. And they transformed a human woman into a cat-like warrior, and they called her Tigra. And, quote, with this original Tigra, Flavius and Helene destroyed their enemies, living until both were quite old, and they successfully discovered the cure for the Black Plague. Hey! Unexpected. <laughs> Just a little footnote here. This is going to be on a lot of, like, fun medical trivia facts in, like, listicles and medical oddity YouTube videos in the Marvel Universe. Did you know that the Black Plague was cured by two cat demons, Helene and Flavius? So they got their Balaktar, who is like the designated cat person who has to go answer calls from Earth. They got the Balaktar to mate with this original version of Tigra, and this creates a second race of cat people. And then a descendant of the second race of cat people, Dr. Joanne Tumalo, pretended to be a regular human being, and she used scientific means to create the original cat suit as a way to, like, give people artificial cat powers. And she gave the suit as well as some, like, special Be More Like a Cat treatments to Greer Nelson. Greer Nelson becomes the cat. Greer gets hit by lethal radiation, and then Tumalo intervenes and is like, I should have seen this coming. I tried to half-ass this cat thing. It wasn't enough. You weren't enough of a cat. That's the problem. Let me get into this lady's settings as she lies here dying and just set her cat level all the way to full. And thus the modern Tigra is born. And uh, taking a brief look at Tigra's wiki entry here, it doesn't give any strong indication of what it means by like cat-like behavior. It's pretty vague, but it does say that her cat-like need for attention caused her to become involved with Henry Pym and Wonder Man at the same time. Remember the other day I mentioned that Tigra has kind of been on, like, a furry sex tour of all the male heroes of the Marvel Universe? I, I think that's, like, one of her main cat things. Eventually, I think she gets that under control, and, like, it stops being a problem for her that she has these warring human and cat sides. But I'm, I mean, I don't know, but I'll bet you she's still extremely horny in an empowered way. Like, just knowing comics, I feel like that's where we landed with Tigra. And indeed, I'm going to say, I don't think I'm contractually obliged to find a dumbest thing on one of these spoiler pages where we talk about something different. But the dumbest thing about Tigra here is the cat-like horniness. I have nothing against sexy cat girls. You know, you can check my references. You know, I'm not a furry, but I'm into women and I'm not going to let cat ears turn a yes into a no for me. It's not about that. It's about the idea that this, this horniness is somehow cat-like. Female cats are not well-known for being up for a fling any time. In fact, female cats are known for quite another kind of behavior. Female cats are known for going into heat and becoming insufferably, like, whiny horny 
for a period of time, and then they cool off and everything's back to normal. If Tigra had cat-like sexual impulses, she wouldn't be out there hitting on superheroes left and right all the time. She'd just be like an independent, bad-tempered, indecisive, sort of obnoxious, you know, cat-like. A a cat-like, just regular cat person most of the time. And then from time to time, she would go into heat and she would just become insufferably horny and not be able to shut the fuck up about getting laid for like a week. And that would, you know what? And that would be more original. That's a story that has not been told. And it's not fair. Why can't a woman's sexuality be annoying and like a little bit gross? That's not just a man thing. That can be, that can be for everyone. You go to the Avengers mansion with supervillain problems at just the wrong time. And you know, it's 11 PM and you're out here with like an overcoat over your pajamas because you just fled your house because it was invaded by netherworld demons or whatever. And when you show up to Avengers mansion, there's just this ungodly yowling just doesn't stop all the way through your conversation with Captain America. And eventually you're like, what is that? And he's like, I just, you're familiar with Tigra, an Avenger, one of Earth's mightiest heroes. Uh Uh-huh. She's not going to be joining us in the netherworld. (laughs) That's that's all I'm going to say about it. We took away her community card because she kept calling us in the middle of the night. Beep, beep. This is Captain America. What's the problem, Avenger? (laughs) Tigra. (laughs) <laughs> this is not what the emergency community card is for, Tigra. And then it's like that for a week and you think you're going to go insane. And then after that, she just looks at everybody else like they're gross. That's that's cat-like behavior. Anyway, that's just a little introduction to Tigra, one of your player character options uh, for this adventure series. Join me next time when we take a look at one of our main antagonists for this adventure series on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret, patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact me however you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. This episode's theme music, used under Creative Commons license, is Western Firefight 2 by Kula, whose work you can find at kula.com. That's C-U-L-L-A-H dot com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>